0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Scandal Panel. Can you handle the scandal? Well, as you can see, we have a green theme going on today because as Laganja says, if it ain't green, I ain't interested. Oh, kr- so we have another partial lockdown starting tomorrow okay well so let's let's talk about this you know how do how does everyone feel with the current situation of you know the covid the vaccination status the restrictions and you know the impact that it has on our
1: jobs and our lifestyle people are still very confused about the stay home uh quarantine that's happening now and i like the way there was um some news about how those who are doing the stay home notice, they are advised not to call Ministry of Health, MOH. I'm like, and everyone's saying, if you don't call MOH, who do you call? The worst thing, they just said, don't call MOH. But they never give an alternative. Like, who do you call? Right. So the other thing also is that they said, oh, yes, we understand. Because of the situation, everyone is so overwhelmed. Yes, telephone lines are overwhelmed, but can you imagine if you were in a telco, in a call center, like our dearest Jonathan in a bank, you think those phone lines are not overwhelmed? You think, mm-hmm. you you know, can you imagine if you, you aka, go and get a new system by uh, Singtel and then Singtel says, "Um, sorry, uh, our phone lines are overwhelmed, so if you've got any problem, don't call Singtel. How would you all feel? Right? Hmm, Who is not overwhelmed at this moment? And the thing is that, I mean, for us in our jobs, if you tell us not to do something, give us an alternative. Everyone's Mm -hmm. saying, you tell us not to call, and who do we, do we just suffer at home? Who do we ask questions to? Right? What are your thoughts? One thing
2: for me is like, I feel the government has actually really been inseminating that, the so-called message, whereby there's this rules that's ongoing, which, is possibly they assume that it's our responsibility to actually disseminate that, you know, the screenshot around. So things like what are the rules and where we should eat, whether gyms are open, whether officers should be kept, all the information is right there, like, you know, uh, the number of people that be working. So basically what happened last week was that, you know, we received an office email stating that, you know, who are the, how the number of people should come to work. And those people who are, are not, you know, of that certain amount should just strictly work from home instead to minimize uh, crowding in office spaces and such, because as such, this is just to comply to the rules. So again, we do, We have people who are clueless about, who sometimes don't check their phones, so they could be, you know, um, clueless about this or they would not have friends who circulate the, the message. So in this case, right, how do you actually spread the message without having to get calls being bombarded? So again, this is something that we need to think about. Whether should it be disseminated through media? It should be ongoing. It should be like be told strictly to media outlets like televisions or radios just to inform. But again, not many people watch television or radio in order to be informed. So where could they get the information from? Or because sometimes newspaper also can't be too current because a lot of times news are often printed days ahead. You know, unless you talk about breaking news, then they usually will lift like the front page news to the very last minute. But usually, printing of newspapers, right, will be take at least um, thirty six hours in advance. But that again, last minute rule sometimes may not really necessarily be kind of immediate. That's to my but opinion. Everyone has enquiries.
1: That's the thing. Everyone has something to ask. You see. Inquiries. there might be a place where people can answer questions because it's about stay home notice. Like if you suddenly get sick after the third day, what should you do? If you get really ill after the fourth day, what should you do? There's so many things that people can inquire ground which is not disseminated in the broad rules and regulations, you see? Alright, well for me, right? Um...
0: I try to come from a place of understanding, so as much as I am being inconvenienced with my work, with my lifestyle, with these restrictions, I can okay, like, see why we have to do this. There's one thing that I'm rather confused about you know, as someone who's working in the performance arts and in the midst of staging a production myself, it says that uh, the current guidelines for live performances are unchanged. So thankfully, the shows that have been planned are still allowed to go on uh, the way that they have planned based on the previous guidelines. However, rehearsals can only be conducted with two people at a time. So if you have a cast of 10 and a total cast and crew of 20 people, how are you going to rehearse with two people in the studio for a show that features 10 performers and another and 10 more people
2: backstage? <laughs> yeah, I do understand where you're coming from, Stephen. So in this case, that's where I will... Basically, I've also done production. Uh, I was a director of my music video. So basically, I'm handling a cast of at least you know six or sometimes even more than ten. So according to the IMDA rules, right, as long as within a vicinity itself, you know, an enclosed space, if you're a business entity, in this case, it's your production company or your so-called your music house, about 10 to 20 packs, especially for VEX, are allowed to so-called do rehearsing. But of course, uh, to comply by the rules, they will have to take an ART test every 14 days, which means once every two weeks, you're supposed to take an ART test in order to sustain, you know, but that's under compliance because Let's say if people want to do spot check, right? They want to see the results to see whether you guys have been complying with the rules or not. So in this case, for maybe for a theatre company or even a production venue like this, right? Whether you're rehearsing, um, if let's say if it's anything that's required on stage, I believe acting and singing you have to require to go for an ART test on the spot. Well, yes, yes, yes.
0: This is, this is the, the restrictions prior to the new set tomorrow, you see, that, t- that takes place tomorrow. The new regulations that take place tomorrow, it's not whether you have ART or not, it's that, it's that two people are allowed in the rehearsal studio, regardless of your vaccinated status or not. Whether you're masked, masked or unmasked, whether you're singing, blowing instruments or not. It's two people in the studio. So if you have a show that's opening next week, right, that has ten performers, right? <laughs> you can only rehearse with two people. I mean, based on based on the guidelines that NAC gave yesterday, yeah. Mm. So I'm confused as to how that may happen. Thankfully, the show that I'm producing is not taking place within this period. It's not until next year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they will think they'll have more time to think it through.
2: Well, All in right? that case, I'm not so sure because I will be catching a performance this coming week with the OISG guys, and uh, it's forever young. So in case of you, those who have not watched it, do try to get the tickets. Again, with this whole new rules, we don't know how's it going, but I've heard great reviews about it. So uh, mm-hmm. put that aside. Um, basically, you know, I did check with the organizer. So literally, what is the situation going to be about? They said that, oh, as it doesn't really affect as audience because we will still go uh, as per normal. But on the other hand, the performers or the staff themselves will still have to take their ART every day, regardless wow. whether you're back or not. Okay. So, it's kind of like the show will go on. About rehearsal, I do not know, because again, you want to talk about rehearsal, it was applied the same as you're performing on stage, right? Because it's also yeah. as good as... Yeah. So, again, you cannot contradict the two. So, you know, how can you say, Uh, just because you only can rehearse with two persons. That means on performance, if you have less, say, more than two, you cannot have that because you're enclosed in the same area. So it doesn't make sense. But they still allow performance to go on as usual. So we shall see how it goes.
0: Guys, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, our current uh, vaccination? You know, the problems that we have with being vaccinated
1: versus non-vaccinated. And boosters. I'm very confused about... To yeah. take boosters or not take boosters those people who are so adamant about taking boosters is because they feel they want it but then you get news reports where they say it's not required or the boosters will even make it worse so i'm i'm really confused about this yeah, it seems to be yeah a little all over the place right yeah
0: my mom has her has her appointment made for her third for her booster mm-hmm. shop. Yeah, so I hope it will go well, and I suppose it's better to err on the side of caution. And this is since the they're only... Yeah, since they are giving it out, yeah, yeah, it's not and, and, be... and this is the for only over 60, right? Well, yes,
1: yes, yes. For now, for now. For yeah. now, Because they are the earliest batch to take the vaccination. Yeah. So
2: those below 60 don't need to. I think we eventually will have to, but a lot of people are kind of against it because of the yeah. whole... Like, what is this purpose? Like, you know, does it really, really help? And speaking of which also, because there's also a lot of controversy that I've experienced just recently that um, I would really like to share this, uh, you know, YouTube video that I came across. And I believe it's definitely by Project Veritas because they are the so-called the whistleblowers of the truth. And um, from what I know that usually liberal leftists or the so-called establishments are usually against this group of people because they are very afraid of being exposed. So somehow I have felt this... Group of people, Project Veritas, are a very legit group of people because they have actually exposed real scandals. Whether it, whether it's this fake news media or the political expect of US. So recently, they just released this video. It's a very spine-chilling revelation. Okay, right now, I'm going to share this screen with you. And even for viewers out there, uh, you know, I believe this video is going to be taken down by YouTube because
3: of censorship knowing the algorithm. Look at it, guys, and let me know what your thoughts. So how do we know that the blood clots, or how do you know that the blood clots are a result of the COVID vaccine?
4: Because this is a 15-year-old, normal weight, healthy child. No reason for him to have a blood clot. It's a shame they're not treating people. I know. (laughs) like they're supposed to, like they should. And I think they want people to die. And how many have you seen that have gotten vaccinated here? Is that sick and yep. side effects? A lot. A lot? Have you seen it too? Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, who's, who's, who's writing the bears report? Nobody, because it takes over a half an hour to write the down. Why? Right.
3: The CDC website, it says that you're required to report adverse events following vaccinations. Is there a policy at the hospital for reporting
4: these complications? No. There has never been any directive sent out on reporting. With this vaccine, we are in stage three clinical trials. Normally, stage three clinical trials is where you gather your data. What the responsibility on everyone is, is to gather that data and report it. And if we're not gathering that data and reporting it, then how are we going to say that this is safe and approved for use? How come after 18 months we haven't had any it's, research? Isn't that fishy to you? It doesn't, it's does. it it is is it super fishy. It's not that
5: it hasn't been done. It hasn't been published. <laughs> it published. hasn't probably uh, been done because that the government doesn't want to show that the darn vaccine is
4: full of, is full of shit.
3: What does she mean by full of shit?
4: It's not doing what its purpose was.
3: And what did what is Dr. McGee saying in that video?
4: He's trying to defend the vaccine.
3: Why would he do that?
4: Because that's his view on it. Okay. His view is, get the vaccine. It's science, right? If we all just get it, this will all be over with. Such a bunch of bullshit.
3: Why are you choosing to blow the whistle? It's not what a lot of people would do. They're scared, they're afraid.
4: What prompted me to do this was when I was house supervisor one night and one of my coworkers had taken the vaccine and she didn't want to. She had went throughout this entire pandemic working in the intensive care unit. Pretty much was a COVID unit. Yeah, it's really sad. She had just come back from surgery from leave Two weeks ago, a little over two weeks, and then um, got her first dose of vaccine after surviving this entire pandemic. And she was coerced into taking it. And it's like, nobody, nobody should have to decide between their livelihood, being a part of the team in the hospital, or take the vaccine. Now, now now, we're just making people take it, and then there's reactions to it, and then you have a medication that has been shown effective and surely has no adverse reactions for trying it. Did um, Dr. Bakwa talk to you about prescribing ivermectin for a lot of this facility. And so physicians can't um, prescribe off-label use medication here? Not for COVID, they did it with hydroxychloroquine and they it was really bad. And so they're not allowing it right now. She said, yes, um, I would agree to write for this because she's not contraindicated. Dr. Bagua said that? Yes. I am am stuck. I am told you are absolutely not to use it under any circumstances whatsoever for somebody with COVID unless you don't want to have a job. I am not going to lose my job. Damn.
3: They were not allowing, they're going to lose their job if they allowed you to use that drug.
4: Right. Nuts. Right now, um, what is plaguing this country is the spirit of fear.
3: Are you afraid?
4: It's my career. You know, it's uh, how I help people. Um, But am I afraid? I wouldn't necessarily say I'm afraid um, because my faith lies in God and not man. So I have um, two older kids that are on their own, and I have a 12-year-old at home um, that I care for on my own. You know, like, what kind of person would I be if I, if I knew all of this? This is evil. This is evil at the, the highest level. You have the FDA. You have the CDC that are both supposed to be protecting us. But they are under the government and everything that we've done so far is n- unscientific
3: are you afraid they're going to retaliate against you
4: yeah i'm a federal employee what other federal employees do you see coming out
3: but you put your faith in god
4: so Amen. what guys what,
3: what do you think of your thoughts okay
4: firstly i'm always
1: very confused there's so many brands of vaccines what brand are they talking about? That is the thing that we have to deal with. Moderna, Pfizer, uh, what? Uh, Sinopharm, Sinovac. I'm like, that's already so confusing. So when they say the vaccine works, do all, do they mean all the vaccines, all the different brands? You can get another brand for your booster. Do you read that one? Yeah. Where it's better to get another brand for your booster.
2: I don't know whether it's advertising from the different Apparently brands. they say that uh for Pfizer, right, the third booster is causing some heart palpitations for um elderly patients. Yeah. So especially if you are an elderly, if you take the third booster shot. Uh, uh, it's been feared whether like you know uh, whether some of them can be able to handle because the third booster shot could be quite potent yeah. because it's really quite bad. Especially my mom just mm-hmm. took her Pfizer second dosage. And knowing my mom is allergic to a lot of medication, Mm -hmm. therefore initially she was very afraid of not wanting to have the vaccination. But it's true. After much convincing and after her going through some series of blood tests and you know Mm -hmm. some medical examination, so she decided to you know um, go for it. And obviously she after her second dosage, she kept complaining that she's very very she couldn't walk. She's feeling very faintish. She's having nausea. She's always can't walk. I'm thought that maybe it's just tr- her trying to gain attention because given her old age. But then again, I cannot just discount that. Because some people cannot handle it. Like I have a friend who's just four years my senior. She couldn't handle her second dosage Pfizer. And she's like, say, oh my goodness, I'm so painful. I'm gonna get out of bed. I was like so groggy and everything. Yeah. So EG. 47 years old. My Imagine.
1: second, my second visor shot was terrible i was vomiting for one whole week me you know no energy and vomiting
2: i tell you i could imagine awful surprisingly my modern my second dosage i felt quite okay uh i felt more on the first dosage i was actually having a lot of fever for the first one so they say that usually if you uh, if you get your side effects for the first one the second one you shouldn't be experiencing much at all can we bring
0: our focus back to the video then? So AJ, uh, could you just share with us, you saw what you were trying to put across. Why do you feel that it's important that we, let's say, over here in Singapore, see this?
2: I am not going to discount what the federal nurse has said because, <laughs> you know, she herself has taken, you know, the vaccination based on the pressures of her workplace. Therefore, she has to comply. But basically, for the person, her colleague. Who took the vaccination despite after she came back from surgery. So that's a that's an issue. I'm just thinking that why is that patient being asked to go for vaccination right after her surgery? Because that actually caused a complication that led to her death, which is quite scary because you know. Um, Again, it's kind of like when she brought up things about the CDC and the FDA uh, providing misinformation that is very contradictory to the public. That really hits right home to me. Because I do believe that as many of you guys are watching this video out there, I'm sure you definitely know of a very famous podcaster by the name of Joe Rogan. He's the host of Fear Factor. So basically, he got COVID. He was vaccinated as well. So apparently, when he actually went to see the doctor... And uh, the doctor actually prescribed him to take Avermectin, which was actually shown in the video just now. But apparently CNN, you know, the mainstream media start blasting him, saying that he's like now going against FDA rule and therefore he should be charged, he should be this. And they're all looking out, like literally demonize him and cancel him, you know, given the cancer culture in the US is so apparent these days. Like they're saying that, oh, he's actually taking deworming horse tablets and stuff like that. And saying that Joe Rogan is now encouraging people to take ivermectin instead of going for the vaccine. And Joe Rogan was very mad. He was very mad. He actually really wanted to sue CNN for the fact that of, you know, spreading misinformation. How dare you say that? I I did not tell, you know, the the society. I just happened to share on my podcast. They say, by right, it's not even allowed. But they do it because he is someone of a very high status and he got money. So, therefore... They prescribed to him, and that's why he immediately he was he was cured straight away. It was gone. So again, this brings out a very big question: CDC in this case, Communal Disease Center in US. Again, this is what they feel that they provide a lot of misinformation. I shared with you guys about this friend that I have in LA who got COVID positive when he returned from his trip in Mexico. And you know what the CDC told him? He says that oh, as long as you are show no symptoms after 10 days of quarantine, you are allowed to go to work and go to school. When he told me that, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this once I get my second test. You know, if I don't show any symptoms right, I'm allowed to go and meet my clients, to go to Arkansas and to go to Sacramento. I'm like, what? Are you freaking kidding me? I do not want to whistleblow on the person because the person is so-called my friends on my Facebook, but I have unfollowed him because I have been telling him to say that this is absolute travesty and this is bollock. I say no wonder your country's. COVID cases are rising up so high because I have no idea what your government has told you. It's literally misinformation, which is very worrying. How could you say the doctor told me, say that it's okay. This is BS because if you are positive, you freaking hell stay at home. You don't come and spread your disease to other people or people who are coming to contact with. Just because you don't show any symptoms, the things that are inside you is asymptomatic. It could even spread to someone who is not vaccinated who have gotten it from you and it could have had a different adverse effect on that person. So how could you be so selfish and so inconsiderate about that? I said, no, so long the doctor give me the, I'm clear to go, I can start to travel. And I said, you know what, I want the doctor's name and I want the clinic that he's working at because I want to question the CDC because back in my country, which under the Commonwealth states, that still falls under the so-called same rules as UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. We don't do shit like that. If you are COVID positive, you stay the fuck home until you are cured, until you are negative, you don't have anything in you, then you can go out. But this is what he told me, and he actually sent me a screenshot of the FDA, And the CDC stating that if you don't have any symptoms after 10 days of quarantine, you can go back to work. What kind of nonsense is this? Some people in the country are still holding on to this information, which is very worrying. And and you think, why is this pandemic is not being contained right now after two
1: years? Okay, one question, uh, very quick one. uh. Do you know that uh, Singapore now is accepting all the foreigners, right? If they are ever positive, can they come down? Can they even land? They'll be sent to a quarantine enclosed area. I think they have to be tested before they get
0: get on yeah. the plane. And then after they, they get off the plane, they'll be tested again. And regardless of whether
2: they are positive or negative, they'll be quarantined for 14 days. No, oh, no. Yeah. Because like you know, sometimes even you tested when with oh. your home country, you know, it, it, it could take five days for it to be dormant. So it's very hard to tell. It's very hard to tell
0: okay, okay. So, so much heavy information is making me yeah. a little nauseous <laughs> i need to take a drink of my coke which may or may not be laced with a shot of vodka okay so
1: <laughs> let's, a let's
0: shot of vodka on that too <laughs> let's yeah do, let's so on that this. note
1: shall we discuss some scandals yes ernest okay now it's know your scandal <laughs> section <Yes>. so <sighs> my question for us today very simple and very uh good that other people, all you guys out there can know us better. Okay, number one, very simple. Okay, first of all, I would like to introduce, this is the art piece I did for the German embassy for oh, their cool. light festival. Okay. Nice. It was about friendship and our, you know, our um, bird of paradise is such a flower there. They sell it for very expensive over there in Germany.
2: And Oh my God, it looks like a building actually. Okay, It's a
1: build, It's a No, it is uh, the Singapore embassy in Germany.
2: Oh, oh my god. Light right, festival,
1: right. No, so this is the Singapore embassy. So I represented Singapore in the uh, German light festival there. That's very nice. That's oh. I think. Okay, so very simple question. What is your favorite color and your most disliked color? And why?
2: So very basic. simple.
1: Well, okay. Yeah, but then You know there are special reasons why you don't like a certain color or you like a certain color. Okay, let me start. All right. Okay. My favorite color, honestly, is purple. Huh? Uh, Raja. 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 I love purple because it's about royalty and all that. It's uh, not here, not there. It's not gender bias. (laughs) Which to me is very And do important. you know it's a colour of bisexuality? Oh, that's why it's yeah. not gender bias, you see? So yes. I love purple and the different shades of purple is so nice. And and also, I love purple because I'm an ARMY. Uh, all, all <laughs> like the army. army. <laughs> oh, okay. So the ARMY is the BTS fan club. Oh. oh okay. thought okay. so, I, so, I, <laughs> I you want to go do, and do NS again? <laughs> really? <laughs> we, we should be green, <laughs> okay. right? Armies, But, Apparently. you know, because of BTS, you know, it's purple and, you know, I'm always sending out purple hearts and I love you, all the armies out there and um, basically, uh, that's it why I love um, uh, purple, but the most, to me, the most dislike, I won't say dislike, but the colour I don't find very flattering for me. Is beige. You look very naked. Yeah, which some people like, but basically, I find it very neah. And what happens was I when I was young, I you my parents used to buy me beige pants, you know, <laughs> as a kid, beige pants. And the thing about beige pants is when it gets a bit wet, there's a stain. Okay. It's so obvious. So when you get wet stains in very non-appropriate places, it's not good. You know what I mean? So to me, even now when I wear a beige shirt or a beige t-shirt, it's like once you get sweat stains, it's like no, no beige. I'd rather even chocolate brown or darker brown, but not beige, which is such a you know cool summer Maybe one week we'll all do the beige thing. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So next. Who wants to go next? Um
0: I just I just thought that we, we can't have a green themed episode without my bottle of Ting you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I I smell it all the time. When when I teach when I teach and the kids drive me crazy, I'll just reach for my bottle and You're so auntie, my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. color i used to say that i'm an auntie trapped in a young man's body but i can't say that, <laughs> China, that, that your your favorite color my favorite color right uh my surname is um and that's Hokkien for home in chinese oh. yeah so uh, it's not the same word as red, but it's the same sound as the color red. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that when I was in primary school, right, uh, and and you know, like we were encouraged to color in the pictures of our workbooks, right. So after like let's let's say doing our Chinese homework, we can color in the pictures that's in the textbooks. Yeah, to uh, yeah to kind of have some fun with the homework, I suppose. And then and so and and without uh, 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 without my realization, right? I actually colored everything red, like red red shirt, red pants, red toys, red bags, red everything. And then and then my my teacher, you know, after marking it, uh, her her remarks was
1: like. What is everything in red I love, but i suppose it is my favorite color yeah if i was writing a story i would say everything is covered in blood
0: <laughs> yeah. Which okay. is why I hate horror movies now, I suppose. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. It's
0: like every day every day is the time of the month yeah. for me.
1: <laughs> so what's your most hit that colour or you don't really like that colour?
0: I like like flashy colours, so things that are like earth tones. I, I don't hate them, I suppose. I'm just kind of neutral about them.
2: Stephen loves <laughs> <laughs> beige lah.
0: Oh, he loves oh, nude colors. Mm. Yeah, I, I love to have a new illusion every time I come out. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't pull off like actual nudity unless <laughs> it's like really, really, really dark. So I suppose a new illusion will have to do. Uh. Yeah. Well, AJ? Uh, AJ, how about you?
2: Favorite. <laughs> Well, basically, I think before I start on mine, right, I think, you know, since Jonathan is not here with us today, but I think we all figure out what's his favorite color is, it's definitely <laughs> yellow. Yeah. Right. So anyway, coming back to it, right, uh, let's start off with my least favorite color. Okay. Uh, basically, I can say that as a designer, come aesthetic artist, we should appreciate all sorts of colors. But if you want to talk about maybe what my preference colours and my dis-preference of it, let's start with yellow. Unfortunately, it's opposite of what Jonathan's favourite colour is, because knowingly, yellow is something that it represents to me, like, gangrene, jaundice, um, sick. And you know, um, especially when I was studying in Australia, and I have people calling me, Hi, you yellow fellow, you're <gasps> yellow chink. And speaking of John, he's going yeah, to be- Yeah, I about yellow. So basically, I will say very quickly, yellow is not my favorite color. Oh also... my god, look who's here.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mind, I green.
2: Mean, I mean. yellow.
0: yellow yeah. but AJ I was just talking about your favorite color. color. Yeah. What heard, do you have to yeah. say about
1: yellow, AJ? <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Jonathan, so yeah. we are doing the know yours, your copy scandals. So today's question is, what's your favorite color? And what's your
2: least favorite color and why? I have to go completely opposite of yellow, a contrast which is blue. So therefore, blue is one of my so-called favorite. go-to favorite. colors. It's my sole color as depicted on my horoscope. So blue is something like uh, what I feel that it's, uh, it's, it's a representation of tranquility, peace, and serenity. So blue is my uh, color.
5: IG handle is John the SG Yellow fellow. So the has-
2: Oh no, I just say it out loud just now before you popped <laughs> <Yeah>, in.
5: Yes. <laughs> uh, so um actually, Why? any reason? Uh it happened about 10 years ago. Yellow mm-hmm. became like a coping mechanism for stress management. Mm. Uh I was in a call center environment uh in one of our local telcos and it was a very toxic environment. So as a form of coping with the stress and toxic, toxicity of the environment, I um, decided to adopt a color as a coping mechanism. So yellow was a very positive and very cheerful color. And most of the cartoon characters associated with yellow are also very happy and very... I mean, it's very stupid, happy kind of thing, like Sunshine Bear, uh, SpongeBob. Uh, SpongeBob, you know, all the very minions, mm-hmm. very happy characters, you see. So that's why uh, it became a signature co- a color for me, yeah. So, and, and the more yellow I become, the more people recognize it as a signature. So it's like, even when I went out, uh shopping the other day and I was dressed in yellow people would say oh your favorite color is yellow <laughs> so yeah it's become like a signature mm-hmm. thing so that's mm-hmm. why I'm John the sg Yellow fellow okay yeah. who, and
1: who,
2: then your who, least favorite? Who, least favorite would be hmm. the color you're wearing right now <laughs> <laughs> is it you don't like uh, green
5: no 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 actually no, not really um I don't really have a least
1: favorite
0: color. Oh, okay. Mm, yep. Mm. all right All right. Oh, dear. Look, I just dropped something. Let me go figure it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Supposedly, <laughs> so uh, I don't yeah. want
2: to show you green yeah. ass. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, what do you feel about Drag Race Holland? We have a winner. Yay! Mm. <laughs> hey. 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 AJS is safe. Yeah!
5: <laughs> so too
2: bad, suckers! <laughs>
5: Ernest, how do you feel about Aegis not, not showing his ass?
2: Ah, damn. You know, the, let us know, how do you feel about the uh, chosen winner? Aegis, you dropped something too! Why? Didn't
0: you, no? no? Do you have to bend <laughs> over to pick it <laughs> up? No.
5: And,
2: it's and, okay, and, I'm so fantastic so my arms can stretch all the way to the ground. <laughs>
0: Okay, okay. okay. Um, What do we think of the final episode, guys? It's so weird, right?
5: The editing is so weird. I mean, like, this is, like, out of all the franchises, I think this is the first time it was edited this way. Like, I think we
2: all can agree, right? Like, from the beginning, like, they start off with the frets walking in. Like, who do that? I mean, do you normally see that on a normal drag race in in US? Like, RuPaul would just come into the runway, Cover girl put the base in the what Right at the beginning of the episode, I'm like, what? What's going on? I'm like, Are we running straight into the challenge? And then they start talking about what's happening at the beginning of the episode. I think that's really, really weird editing. And so far, they, yeah, they got MV Peru as a guest judge, but at first I thought they're going to have a reunion special, but, yeah. you know? Yeah. So somehow it was very structured, very weird. Yeah. Which I find so it, it's a
0: reunion special and a regular episode like, combined. not even a reunion in, in the first place.
2: What, what I, do I, you
0: guys I, 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 Thing of oh, miscongeniality.
2: It's the same. You get the old person to, to be miscongeniality. It's, it's a given already. So now you're the oldest. Yeah. You're, the, you're the you're the you're the miscongeniality. It's like. So that's. Puppy bunny.
0: Puppy
5: bunny.
0: Yeah. Well, I I mean that season seven, you know, kasha Davis or Tempest would be Miss Congeniality. Well,
2: yeah. Would be Cartier. They're all girls, well, That's why. Right.
0: Okay, can I just say that uh, I like Vanessa Van Cartier. I I know that her win is kind of controversial, and and I do agree that it is kind of like skewed in the direction to for her to get the crown. You know, uh yeah, and. Certain sacrifices have to be made for her to look like the best candidate out of the crew. Yeah, I have to say I, I, I enjoyed her win, I enjoyed her final look. I wish that it could have been better directed to explain why she was bald. I thought I thought that she was wearing a bald cap actually, you know, and then it, it turns out it turns out that she actually made the, the ultimate sacrifice and shaved. Shaved her head fully before walking on stage, so I think that's commendable. You know, Anne Hathaway won an Oscar for shaving her head on camera. Why not? Why? Why? So you know, I think it shows that she is she is fully ready to do everything it takes to win
1: the crown. Yeah. So that's that's my thoughts. Were, her speeches yeah. were also very politically correct. Crying was also very politically correct.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, she has the best personal story. She wins the reality portion of the oh, yeah. show, you what know, because Red everything. Race is a reality show and a talent competition. Yeah. Vanessa fully won the reality show side of things. Talking, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, okay. So JJ, yeah, I'm, your to, thoughts? I'm going to share my own thoughts. You can see the shade is there. So, <laughs> uh-huh. what I feel personally is that her finale look was definitely the most outstanding compared Mm. to the rest. Come on, how could you go wrong with gold? Gold means winning, means victory. If you don't win, then there must be something wrong. Then about the very fact that she has to wait until the very last finale look in order for her to be like the best looking of all, compared to Vivaldi's, compared to My Little Puny. In my opinion, I feel that My Little Puny's finale dress, you know, it wasn't outstanding, but even though I kind of rooted for her to win for, like from the beginning, but it was really sad because I kind of knew it that it's very rigged from the start. Firstly, they never even showed us the journey of why she shaved her head. Suddenly, it just came out of nowhere. She did the performance, she did the MTV, and then straight away, like, she came to the final runway with the head shave. Like, there is no consistency of the continuity that continuity to show that she has gone through that process. So, how... Do you expect us from audience at home with the feel for her journey? Oh, because she has the insecurities, she knows me that she's always self-conscious about her hair, so she decided to shave it all, hair to review her beautiful side to say that, you know what, without her hair in order to look beautiful. Yes, I get the concept, but it never showed us the journey. It's just quick, really straight, quick cut into it, which again, I, I blame it on editing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I just find that the whole thing is so ironic because this is the second season in a row that a non-Dutch queen's drag race Holland. So, what are your thoughts on that, Jonathan?
5: Uh, it just shows that um, maybe I'm more open-minded than the US counterparts. Yeah, so maybe. Well, everyone, think,
2: everywhere it's around
0: the world way. actually, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah, I mean, but it kind of gets that 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 concept, saying that Dutch queens don't really know, don't really make it. So. You know, but maybe once, the very first round, yes, you know, but then two times in a row, it kind of like sending a message saying that, oh, really? Dutch queens doesn't have what it takes to win drag race. Okay, okay, I just want to check uh, for the US, the Rupaul drag race. um, All of them are from
1: US because is there... They, used they to are based Canada, in the US, right? they're based yes. in there, but they are based in the US. Yeah, yeah. so either they have Canada? a green card or they are uh, citizens of PRs. Okay. Yeah. I know there's there's one from Australia that they came, went there, the, who is from Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn, yeah. Is, Brooklyn. From Canada, Brooklyn is from Canada. 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 Is yeah. 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 But I mean, they were mean, working in, in the US Yeah, Working in the US. Canada. Canada. Do you think they have a chance to win if it was in the States? Mm. Good point. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say because yeah. um, don't uh, don't forget, Jonathan and I used to do pageants. Mm-hmm. A lot of the contestants that join the pageants are foreigners. Yeah. But honestly, do you think a foreigner can win?
5: But that's why later in one of the pageants that I was helping out. They created a category for foreigners. So, which is there funny. is a chance for them to win
1: in that category. In that category, but they uh, will not represent the full Singapore. Section. Yeah, yeah. You see? Yeah. So, like this one, you know, like foreigners have won. Like the one UK. UK doesn't mean Europe. Huh? So, can you imagine, you know, UK. Uh, you must be from UK, which is huge. Or the one, the next one is Canada, right? Canada is big. You have so many places. If someone was from somewhere else, do you think they have a chance to become the
2: winner? Basically, I think other countries are more open concepts of having foreigners who win drag race. Like, you take, for example, Canada drag race. You have uh. Priyanka, who is originally from Asia, uh. who is like, you know, migrated uh. to Canada, and obviously uh. she won. So, I guess at uh. the end of the day, right, it's really not about what country you're from, but it's about the representation. How about, of what, yeah, how you're about Thailand? 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 Thailand, Thailand is mostly Thai, though? The ones who, who yeah.
0: originate from passed. Thailand did not win. Yeah. Did not win Thailand, that. Tha- Drag Race Thailand is the first international franchise to take in people who do not live in the host country. Yeah. So yeah. they have they have had contestants from the Philippines slash Hong Kong, one right. from the US right. and one from Singapore. Right. Actually the one in the US was was living in Singapore at the it, time. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah so they were the first to do that uh the uh the u the u.s franchise i mean well raja won and she would she is she has indonesian heritage she was born in the u.s but but from a young age she moved back to to indonesia and then, and then her family moved back to the states so the state. it's debatable whether you want to consider her a u.s citizen she considers herself an american for sure okay. yeah and she pretty much talks that way Monet exchange uh, I, her family is from St. Lucia. I, I think she was born in in New York, but they moved back to St. Lucia when she was still a baby and then they moved back when she was like 10, 11, 12, like 10 of adolescent age. Yeah. So it's again, you to want to debate as to whether she's American or St. Lucia. You know,
1: I think she's kind of on the fence there. There's going to be a drag race Philippines, is there? Uh, there's going it's to been, be, there's going uh, to be, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I, I don't know what. okay, Philippines is big, huge, but you, can
2: you imagine if the Thais go there and challenge them?
5: Oh.
2: Oh. Whoa. I live in Thailand, so I do not know the aesthetic of the drags, but I do see like, maybe one or two episodes on the first season. Um, I find that the drags are kind of very, not as polished compared to, you know, other counterparts for sure, so I can't make that joke. Well, yeah, Fifi O'Hara
0: said, "Fifi O'Hara said, if an American drag race contestant goes to compete on Drag Race on, on Drag Race Thailand, she will be eliminated first So, uh, back to Holland. Do we give Drag Race Holland season two, uh, woo or a boo or a woo? <laughs> Let's start with Jonathan, since that was your idea. <laughs>
5: Uh let's see. I would say a boo because um yeah because it it, it 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 was really very very confusing in terms of the editing and uh there's a lot of flag going on about uh Fred choosing the wrong queen and if if truth be told. If RuPaul really means what he says, he's going to go after Fred. (laughs) Don't fuck it
1: up.
0: (laughs) There's a lot to go after. Don't
1: fuck it up. Uh, Ernest, how about you? To me, it's definitely a boo because strangely, Fred wore the ugliest dress on the finale. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, (laughs) I think that was the Uh, ugliest. uh, Something
0: against Orange, Uh sorry to say. Hey, AJ, woo woo or woo-hoo?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. For me Yeah For me, right, I, I I feel I feel that I have a high tolerance for bullshit, you know. Like I'm usually I usually am the person that likes something even though everyone else else around me hates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, Holland season two, but it's a boo for from all of yeah, us. Boo. <laughs> okay, so UK season three, best moments. AJ, would you like to start first? How did you find it? <laughs> okay. Oh, Jonathan. Jonathan, you. Yeah. What would you like to say, man? Will uh, someone say something? Okay, for me, right, the the most memorable thing about the, the, the premiere episode are two two catchphrases in the confessionals. Yeah, One is um, one is the famous Theresa May line, yes. right? The, the thing that I like most about Newcastle is my boyfriend's dick. Yes.
2: We have a very strong group of queens this season. Yes. They are not to be fucked around with. Yes. That's, that's they are not to be fucked around with and even the first one who has been um, sashayed <laughs> Way, right she's actually a very strong queen it's just unfortunate you know, River Medway is like one of the true Asian representatives and for the first time I just see a true Asian representative that's really funny and to watch out for and I'm kind of secretly rooting for her not because of a story that the fact that she lost his mom to COVID, you know, just two weeks prior getting the call which was very heart-wrenching but, mm. you know, something about her that I feel that she's someone to root for. And by her confession, she said that, you know, she wants to remain pretty low profile, like a dark horse of it. And I really hope she remains this way. And given her last runway, right, I'm a bit quite nervous of her. And I really hope that she doesn't step into the Asian representative of basic drag. Because that's what Asian representative drag has been all about the last, oh. you know, for all other yeah. countries as well. So come on, we need to have an Asian representative who knows the drag. Shit. Well, come on, you know, step it up, step up the plate. Okay, so you know, there you go. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, well, uh, uh, although having said what I just said, right, I am of the belief that if you've made it to great Race, that's already a big achievement. So even yeah. if you're the first to go, it is still an achievement to be proud of. Yeah. So no matter where she places. I'm still proud of her and I, I believe I can speak for everyone here. We are still proud of you, regardless of what the results yes. are. Yeah, and you, and you're right. she is very funny. Yeah, she is very funny. Yeah? I think that's, that's that's more of a British trade than
1: a Singaporean trade, actually. Yeah. Okay, right. Who's next? But, but her music was scary. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. I thought she was going to lip-sync. I thought she was going yeah. to lip I really I thought was, she was going to lip was really nervous. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. but but honestly, that squid makeup, I was like, huh? I was like, what? Okay, you had a squid on your head, right? But then for the Anubis, drip, like,
2: yeah. yeah, it's
1: like the squid come on him like that, like so uh, <laughs> like, black, black. Cum. So it was like he, yes. you know, the thing is it was so and I think he was the tallest against the shortest.
5: Oh yeah. Right?
1: It was yeah. the tallest contestant against the shortest contestant. I tell you, uh, I tell you, everybody better
5: watch out for Electro fans, okay? Okay. Everybody better watch out. But again, let's
2: see how long Electro fans, because, okay, it seems very good for the gimmick, but how many gimmicky lip-syncs you're going to do? Maybe what happens if it's a ballad, do you think you can do those gimmicky lip-syncs? Not really. So, again, yeah, then it also goes by the track record. If you're kind of like, you're the second three times or four times in a row, right? At the bottom, right? Come yeah. on, you better jolly well get your ass out of the <laughs> game, you know? Okay. All right, we have forgot to have one little segment that we actually missed out last week. And therefore, last week, we talked about only fans stand out. So, me and Steven have shared about it, but we're missing out on Ernest and Jonathan. So, we would like both of them to share what is your... What would your OnlyFans account would be like and how would you make it stand out? So Ernest, you go first. I go first.
1: Okay, since you you persist on it, I have this dream (laughs) that my OnlyFans will be about my friends making out like Steven and AJ. Like both of you. Having wild sex together. You know, I think it will make a lot of money for me or, you That's know, AJ concerns. and Jonathan, Steven and I also... Jonathan, I think that is my, my thing. It, it goes like, earnest only fans with friends. So, I will be shooting the thing, you know, and all my friends will make up. I can imagine which position Steven and AJ in, then AJ and Jonathan, and then on the anniversary, like the 10th anniversary, uh, all three of you. It'll be so fun. <laughs> You know, then, three of uh, yeah, three, three After that, that, right? Then uh, get the fourth person. I'm moving yeah, <laughs> get the person and then you know, maybe like like first week is three of you in drag, making out, having sex, and then the next one, three of you ping on each other, and then the next one because once you told me about your fetishes, that would be so fun, right? Correct. Okay, so Jonathan, what is your special thing about uh, OnlyFans that you can do? Well, it's very similar to Steven's because
5: uh, one thing, I mean, I ad- identify as asexual, so I, I don't really have much sexual turn-ons, but however, I do like Stephen, like, uh, you know, storylines. So mine will be a very, very long-running series about <laughs> all the hunkiest people in Singapore, you know, having all kinds of salacious and scandalous storylines oh. oh my oh, my
1: storyline is just three of my friends steven aj and jonathan meeting up for tea Let okay,
0: you okay. i have the perfect scenario for jonathan yeah? Yeah, yeah so 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 you are you are working in a in a kind of brazilian wax joint yeah. right so jonathan is working there and then all the hunky men come and they're hairy all over the place so they need john to kind of wax them and pull oh, them. No, no, out. no, 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 no,
5: no, not, no, uh, that, that doesn't work, it has to be the other way around,
0: as yeah. in oh, no, Heather, But then you convince them, you see, oh, they feel you to do the job, you then you convince them, either? are you sure you want to rip it all off? How can you convince me, You how can I convince you otherwise?
5: No, it's you know. the other way around, it's like, it's like brawl. Where you 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 implant hairs into people, so <laughs> all these people come to the parlor, and I'll be the one implanting all the hairs
2: into them. <laughs> 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 so all uh, Jonathan loves his man Harry, so instead of waxing, right, he will implant the hairs back. So we all know that they'll be the only special. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. special so Jonathan, if you do that right, how could you implant hair on my face? Because I actually would love to have facial hair. You know, I would like to have a oh baby. Hmm. maybe some of you do not know, huh? i like to be a hairy daddy so. Hmm. No. Have- like Steven. Steven, start
1: shaving quick. Is your shaver huh? around? Shave. <laughs> Are you every what? time. Shave, shave. Quick! Well, yeah. Well, where do you <laughs> want me to shave,
0: Ernest? Where
1: do you want to shave? Okay. Can it I was, can I just I, say can
0: I just say anything earnest, earnest, anything is possible for the right price. Okay? Oh, okay, okay.
1: And and, and I, of course
0: you know we're we are men of a certain age, but we have we have an expert on filters in our group, yeah. So I'm sure you'll be very generous, very expert with with apply application of the filters in all the all the right areas. Yeah, okay. I want everything for me. I want everything to look very smooth, very flawless, and I don't just mean the face. Okay, uh-huh. so that's all we have for today. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. And as usual, we hope that you will stay scandalized and healthy
2: and healthy and healthy, guys. Oh.